Hi, everyone, and welcome to Selective Hearing. I am your host, Julie DeMar, and today I have a special guest, Miss Christy Pratt. So hi, Christy. How are you today? Hi, Julie. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I had coffee, so I'm all good. I want to start the show by allowing the audience to get to know you a little bit. So could you please tell us about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually am a former kindergarten teacher slash women's kickboxing instructor slash waitress slash coffeehouse manager slash tutor. <laughs> doing all these jobs at once for seven years. That was my life. Coffee was a staple. And then two years at, well, three years now in 2020, uh, before the pandemic actually hit, it was actually a couple weeks beforehand, I had been working towards in all that time, all my free time, I was blogging and writing and I was really having this love for women's success, women's empowerment, personal empowerment, and having a platform to be able to share, which I know you can resonate with. It's just so cool that we actually have these accessible resources like a blog that you can go to and just start creating. It's interesting interesting because you always just assume like I don't know if you get this but when you're writing you're like is anyone reading <laughs> like you don't really know and like I'm like if it in in a way that was all right with me because it was actually part of my own journey and healing and processing was being able to create in a way that I'm familiar with and that I'm I resonate with and it was really cool when I did start to see on the analytics that people were reading it was growing and other people just had this place to feel that empowerment and to feel they're not alone and to go on the journey with me and alongside each other and learn and grow. So it's been this evolution and to circle back in 2020, I was able to jump into writing full-time. So now I'm a full-time copywriter, ghostwriter, and magazine contributor. It's been so much fun. The through line I've noticed like back when I was working all those jobs is something I, I guess I never realized at the time. They were all women-owned places like women-owned kickboxing studio you know I worked with a lot of women when I was teaching entrepreneurial I started the kindergarten program where I was at the waitressing I was doing was at a local winery with a woman who started it so it was like grassroots same with the coffee house so when I look back I was like oh I guess working with women entrepreneurs women's success has always been this background driving force that I never really came to notice until I dove into writing it's crazy how we never know like while we're in it that the steps we're taking are towards something that's bigger and like I always talk about like purpose we're doing things every single day that are in alignment with our purpose and we don't even realize it until we get there and then we have a time to like step back and process everything and we're like oh wow I've been doing this the entire time that's what kind of what happened with me with my website when I launched it and I just like started writing and then started like thinking about stories that I've told like in school screenplay and, and things of that nature. I was like, wow, I've been kind of telling my story the entire time. It was just fictional, you know, characters behind it. And now I have this newfound release of telling my story and everyone being able to either connect with it or not. But I didn't check my analytics for almost a year. I was afraid. <laughs> Well, there wasn't much there for me either in a year. <laughs> I was like, okay. But then it started to grow. Like it, it just, it, and that's the coolest part. And something I really resonated when I found you, Julie, was your, um, I really connected with your ability to evolve and change because that's something I think people fear a lot is change, but yet it's like the only permanent thing in life. Mm -hmm. So 
like there's that's scary but comforting at the same time and I feel like I always used to be scared of change and now I'm learning to like actually really trust it because the beauty of it is like even when things are bad and when things are good like nothing's permanent and like we have the ability to create we have the ability to evolve we have the ability to transform like anything so I noticed that in just like your career path and I, I went through a similar notion and I just think that's something a lot of people are scared to take that leap or that step of change so it's just, it was just really cool to see because I, I really felt that from you and this like fearlessness of, of stepping forward into your purpose so I applaud you for it because it's it's not easy to do, but certainly, certainly um, very rewarding. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that I don't want to get all mush mush. Yeah. Thank you, though. <laughs> very welcome. I found in my own process that the only thing that was holding me back was me. I had to come to terms with the fact that I allowed all the people who were a part of my life who were afraid. I let those projections and their fears, I, I let that become my own. And once I let go of that, like I I really feel like like there's no stopping me. No one can tell me I can't do something. There's way too many resources out here. And that's kind of why I want to like stand on the front line, bring women like you on my show so you guys can be like, hey, we're here with you. Like you can do it. Like there's no excuses. The internet, like we have the ability to connect with people all over the world. We have the ability for our voices to be heard all over the world for our products and creativity and everything just to be everywhere. So there's no reason why we can't. We just have to like have that hard conversation in the mirror one day, like, hey, are you gonna do it or not? Absolutely, absolutely. And I know when I was first getting started, it was, this is gonna be such a silly quote to use. Have you seen the, uh, the movie Pretty Woman? Yes. Of course. Yeah, it's such a classic. And it, but she says at one point, and it really struck a chord with me. And it was right before I actually launched my blog. But she said something, and she it was um, I'm I'm probably not going to get it right, but it was along the lines of she's like, when you hear something enough, you start to believe it. And she was talking about her own self worth. And I was like, wow, isn't that true? Like the the beliefs we adopt and subscribe to. And I, I had the same idea. Like I had people that were supportive. I had people that also weren't. And then ultimately is what I was listening to from my own self-talk. So it was, it was the ones I was actually focusing on were the negatives. And I'm like, why, why are you choosing that to listen to? And that's where selective hearing came in. I was like, all right, it's time to tune out that noise because you have a bigger purpose. And that's essentially what it came down to is like, I need to contribute in a way I feel, I'm feeling called to. And that's bigger than anything else, in my opinion. I, I really resonated with that because I'm like, you are really listening to the wrong <laughs> and, and believing the wrong side of this this uh, wave here. So, um, and I'm sure, and that's something I think a lot of people go through because it's it takes a lot of courage to be like, no, I'm, I'm choosing the vision. I'm choosing myself, I'm choosing what I'm feeling called to do um, when it when it's like you don't even know what that looks like sometimes so it's like this unknown crazy yeah like I'm just gonna take this leap of faith I'm just gonna step out here and whatever happens happens that's <laughs> it's it's big like and there's there's some days where I'm like am I winging this or are we going what are we doing we're just doing it just go like <laughs> I yeah. got it. You got it. Keep going. That's totally the mindset. <laughs> mm -hmm. What does women empowerment mean to you? And how important is that to you? It's, 
it's everything for me in my brand. And I do want to clarify, I do speak a lot to women, but it's not exclusive to because I do feel like men can resonate with the message. But I do feel called to speak to women simply because like I am one and the experience, I can actually speak to that from such a vulnerable and clear place having like, I, I do believe the experiences are different, but that's not to say the messages aren't, you know, just valuable across the board for everybody. So essentially it's it's been more of like a journey of self-empowerment. So everyone can take it as they resonate, which would be for women more because I, again, that was my journey. But what it means to me is finding success in the most unconventional of ways. I am all about the cards stacked against you and rising above, the comeback story, the plot twist no one was expecting, the wow factor. And whether it's, you know, and I think those come at varying degrees. Sometimes for some people it's so big and sometimes I think it's even on a microscopic level, but at any point everyone's experienced it. And I think what sets people apart is that what we were just talking about, like that ability to see ahead, to see past the obstacle, to be able to keep going, to motivate yourself. That's not easy to do. Like there were some days I was like this you like you're in that valley season and you got hit with another valley season and you're just like what gives <laughs> like it is hard to keep the faith it is hard to like see past it sometimes and like especially in my experience that has always come with like when the earth's shattering like that it comes with such a great beautiful breakthrough but man the growing pains are real and it's like sometimes it's hard to trust that there is going to be a beautiful breakthrough because it's so not clear. So for me, I, I think the empowerment piece that I always want to guide my readers and listeners, I guess, too, is like, keep going because patterns have proved now that I'm 32, I know I still have a long way to go, God willing, but now that I'm 32, I was like, I have such a different, we were talking before about change. Like I have such a different perspective of that word now because in the past I always was fearing it. But now that I look back on my life and the patterns that always prove, I'm like something beautiful always came from that. Something great always came from that. When you kept the faith, when you kept going, kept taking the steps forward. And now I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable, but I'm gonna like fasten my seatbelt because I know the best of it, of this experience is yet to come. Um, so that is what it means to me. That weather the storm, just the push, storm. push right on through it. I promise. There's sunshine at the end. It's so hard when you're in the thick of it to even. You're like, I don't want to hear that. I. And it's like, no, keep going. Like, keep going. There's there's days where I definitely I I relate to that. Like, there's days where I'm just like, and I give myself that pep talk, and I'm like, well, get up, get up, just get up. I even wrote a blog about that once. Like, just get up. Yeah. once you're out of bed and once you're up what's next and it's like then you just start going through the motions and you get further and further away from that negative self-talk you get you get further and further away from that i'm not feeling it or whatever well well why aren't you feeling it what what are you gonna do what's not feeling it look like what are you gonna do today not feeling it you know and like no get up out of bed push through that push through that hard day and Every time I push through a hard day at the end of the day, I feel so much better. I'm like, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I just got up and did it. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it, you make such a great point because it does come down to that. It's like, there's such so much beauty in having choice, but it is like, you know, and there's days like I did choose to sit in bed and like 
p.m. Ben and Jerry's and call it a day. And, and then I was like, okay, but like, how do you feel? Like, what did that serve? And like, is that what you want to continue to do? I know like as just my personality type, like I strive to do better. I just, I, I am ambitious. I, I love to set goals. I love to go after goals. So I'm like, you know, that makes you feel better to know you're also going to contribute to something bigger than yourself, but also pick yourself up in the process. That's just always been a driving force to get out of bed is like, what's like, what's your purpose today? And I think that's like, as humans, we are designed to feel called forward in that of like, what am I serving today? Who, who can I impact today? And some people that looks like speaking on stages, other people that looks like helping your elderly neighbor, like it doesn't matter at what scale. It's just this driving force of like, everything does matter in the long run and how, like even you were saying in your bio that I loved about this podcast. So is that even conversations can create change. Like you, it's just these even like little microscopic things that move us forward. And sometimes you don't know what you need to hear. I know there's many times I plugged in a podcast or something and it was exactly what I needed to hear to keep going. And I was like, wow, that was so small, but so profound. Those moments where like you hear those things. I know conversation pushes me forward. I don't know if you were ever told this when you were a kid, but I think we all were, especially because like the generations before us, <laughs> like words don't matter. Like if you were at school and like somebody was mean to you, like sticks and stones, words don't matter. Like, and I'm like, they do. And they're actually really powerful and they can affect so many different things, both good and bad. Yeah. So I try to be as mindful of that as possible because I know that there was a time, I'm not going to act like there wasn't a time where I wasn't, you know, there was a time where I was extremely negative and that was like something very hard to face. So now I try to make that choice to make sure that the things that I'm putting out into the world, the things that I'm pouring out into the world are kind. And if there's a day where I'm low energy and I just can't push forward, then I don't try to put anything out there at all because I don't want to be responsible for contributing to something negative in not just my life, but other people's lives as well. And I think that's important for people to understand that your words do have impact and they do serve something great. So be considerate with those words. And if you don't have it in you, then don't say anything. Love that. Yeah. Actually, when I remember it to this day, that's how like impactful it was. But in my first grade class, I remember my first grade teacher sat us all down in a circle and she drew this picture of like a little like a little face on a piece of paper, just a plain piece of paper. And she had us go around and it felt like so like, can I actually do this and not get in trouble? But she had us go around the circle and say something mean to the piece of paper. And every time you did, she would crumple the paper. So once we got around the circle, the paper then was like now this like scrunched up ball. So she had us go back around the circle and apologize to the paper and like started unfolding it. I think she called the paper Fred, by the way, it wasn't called the paper, but to like to give it a little more personality. But so she started to unfold it with each apology. And at the end, the paper was unfolded, but it was still wrinkled. Once words are out there and it does have impact. And even when you try to take them back by apology, it still had impact and it, and it does help to apologize. But like, and that like stuck with me so much because I was like, oh my gosh, like you felt so shameful, first of all, like yelling at this piece of paper and then like you couldn't take it back. And I was like, but it really did translate later in my life of like, you know, when you're, when you're about to, and I I have not always been perfect with this, but I'm trying to have so much more grace for this process. Like you said, if it's negative that I'm feeling like retreat, 
as I can deal with that and do not project that onto other people. Like come back when you're ready to handle the situation, come back when you're ready to speak kindly and find some resolve. And like, even if it's not a situation where you can find resolve, taking that pause and coming back at like a very neutral place is so much more, so much more healing for you and for the other person to be able to create that space and that pause. Because I mean, I know times I've flown off the hinge and I, I end up feeling so much worse. I'm like, oh my gosh, like not only was that situation heavy, but now I feel worse by how I responded to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really self-destructive. Yeah. I'm good with my words on both ends of the spectrum, yes. but I did not want to be known for and I started to realize I was being known for like that girl who can just like read you mm. like, oh, Julia, get you together. No, but Julie doesn't want to get you together. Why am I doing that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, don't play with her. And it's like, that's not what I want to be known for. You know, like the fire in me, I don't want it to be that. Yes. I want I want it to be I want people to speak about my words and speak about that fire in me but I want them to speak about it in a positive way I want it to have a positive impact I don't want it to be at someone else's expense someone else's pain and other people indulging in that and finding finding excitement in that and just making it even worse so yeah I I, I feel you I step back and I just, I'm like, I need a minute. And I'm even teaching my kids that. Like, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And you know, those are like balls of just crazy emotions. They can't yeah. process anything. <laughs> they, it's just like, once it goes down, it goes down. So I've been teaching my four-year-old. Because my two-year-old, he likes to play antagonist. And he likes to, when the more emotional you get, for some reason, it just, it tickles him. And my four-year-old, he's like, I, I taught him to say, I don't like it when you do that. And I, then I'm like, and then if your brother continues, then you come find mommy or daddy. Or if you're in a situation like that at school, go find your teacher or go find help. But first, make sure that you communicate your boundaries to that person and just say, hey, I don't like it. And I was like, that's all you have to say. If someone hits you or yells at you or takes something from you, say, I don't like it. And then go find help and let them or me help you navigate these waters properly. So he's been doing that. He's always like, I never like it. Like when I hear, I never <laughs> like it. And I'm like, I'm like, you never like what he's like, I just don't like it. And I'm like, okay. Honey. Oh, yeah. And that's so powerful though. Like telling, like speaking up for yourself too, setting boundaries, but then like appropriately handling it. That's such great advice such a great parent you're so <laughs> I'm trying like that's hard. I'm it's reading hard. the books I'm listening to the podcast I'm listening to the parent people because I'm like <laughs> what my kids had I definitely did not have growing up and I want that for them when I became a mom that was when that that light came on like oh no you're not okay and we're not doing that like we are definitely not going to parent the same way that you were parented we're not introducing them to those traumas so get it together and get it together now and so i mean there's some trying days because toddlers they'll take you there but <laughs> yes. we even have like i'm like mommy has to go calm her body i learned that from a a child coach so i'll tell them like mommy instead of getting angry with them and showing them that i'm like mommy has to go calm her body when i come back we're gonna work this out so then when they get upset they'll separate and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Sometimes they don't. And I got to like break up toddler Monday Night Raw. 
<laughs> but then there's there's those times where they actually do and when they do I feel so rewarded like oh my god they it's are it is impressive what they pick up on like they are little sponges like they're always watching and mimicking and I'm not a mother yet, but when I was teaching, I really started to notice like how much behavior they were observing from you, the teacher, and then how that translated into how they, so the, like, that reminded me of like how you were saying, like, even if you're like with your partner and you're like, I, mommy needs to go take a break. And like, they're watching you take a break and that translated to them then modeling, taking a break as well. I mean, it's just crazy what they, they see sometimes. Cause like, even, um, I remember back when I was teaching, I was like going through a really, really rough time. And I never wanted to take it back into the classroom. So I'd like set myself up in the morning. I go meditate, I walk into the classroom. And I was like, always oh, like that presentation of your classic kindergarten teacher smiles, laughs, let's do this. And it was at snack time. And I went like, went to put on their little CD and I like this little girl's behind me. And I just like had this sigh to myself, like as I turned, because I was just like, it was just this release for my own. And she was like, she gave me a hug on my leg. And she was like, I always do that when mommy doesn't feel good too. And I was like, wow, the fact that she even just sobbed like that slight sigh or like, and I was like, that is so powerful. Like she's one, very intuitive. And second of all, it just made me think like, wow, they're always, always watching. Mm -hmm. um, so it is, it is wild. <laughs> learned yeah. behavior <laughs> yeah I live with a, a real life surveillance team we can't do anything like <laughs> they, <laughs> like what was that oh I'm gonna try that next like no 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 no, yeah, no you gotta no. just be, be so careful yeah. oh my gosh but I love it I always say like I needed to become a mom I don't know if I would have found this part of me this soon had I not become a mom I know she was in there obviously I wouldn't have been able to pull her out if she wasn't but I think that becoming a mom was definitely a part of the walk so they helped me because I was definitely not gonna let them go through any of the stuff that I went through and it shows so it makes me proud it makes me proud of myself and it makes me proud for them and my son's preschool teacher because he's four she said that she has 13 kids and she said that this is the most empathetic class that she's ever taught in all of her years of teaching. And she was like, they all just have such great compassion and empathy for each other. And they never leave each other behind and they always take care of each other. And if something is wrong, they're there. And one day my, you know, sometimes they don't wanna go to school. He was having a hard day. So we were just in the hallway and I was talking to him, trying to get him to go into the classroom. And the class came out, I saw it for myself, the class came out and they checked on him and they gave him a hug and they asked him, what do you need? And one of the kids even said like he would be sad if he went back home with mommy because he wanted to play with Play-Doh with him that day. And I was just like melting, like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. See, uh, kids like restore your hope in humanity. It's just like those, I'm like so pure and innocent and just like so goodwilled. It's like, oh. Can we all learn from these kids? <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. I know I'm learning from mine. I hope everybody out there with amazing kids are learning from theirs because that's what we need. Yes. We need that shift away yeah. from negativity and back into being more empathetic and more compassionate and loving and caring with one another because there's so much contention in the world and everyone's always like, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? And it's like, well, have you looked in the mirror? 
because you can't pour anything out into this world that you don't already have in yourself. So if you want it to be better, are you better? Because you're only going to give what you have inside of you. And in a lot of ways, like scenarios and people that trigger us are the mirrors. Like, and it's like, oh, like you first, like you feel so much resistance and then you're like, oh, wait, like I can learn so much. Like you have to do a, a lot. Of, it, it takes a lot of retreat and a lot of processing and then a lot of unlearning and undoing to be like, okay. I think it was a, there was a book that said miracles occur anytime you choose to see things differently. Isn't that true? Like we get so, as we grow up, we get so like set in our ways and then so righteous and prideful. And I feel like that's something like I admire a lot in kids is that they are willing to see things differently all the time because they're just like, <laughs> they're learning and they're, and I was like, well, we all are all the time. But like, as it cements, when you get older, it's harder to undo. But with kids, they're like so open-minded and so ready to just learn and soak up the knowledge and like life. And I'm like, oh, child energy is so beautiful. It really is. It is. <laughs> so what is your, if you can say that you have a mission statement, what would that be? Like, what's your overall mission? It's sometimes it's hard to choose, but I would say my overall mission is to encourage people to keep going. Whatever that is for them, contribute to something bigger than yourself. Keep going when things get hard. For us, that it's going to work out and that something beautiful will come from it because it always does. And I think a lot of the always does piece is if the intention behind it is good. You know, because I think that's almost everything is like, what is your motive and your intention? And when you can get real with that, everything does align to it. Is this ego driven? When you're able to master that and like take steps forward behind pure intentions, things do work out. And I truly, truly believe that. I agree. I really agree. I talk about intentions a lot. (laughs) A lot. I do. I even do daily intentions every day. So yeah, I agree. (laughs) If you could see yourself anywhere in five years, where would you like to be? Such a good question. Cause I was, I actually saw this before we jumped on. I was like, I gotta give this some thought because I feel like I always used to set like a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, whatever it was and like specific tangible goals. And I'm very goal-driven, I'm very ambitious. I used to like really drive off that. But what I started to notice was like, instead of setting goals, I started setting like how I want to feel and then going, cause what I started to notice is like, I was being very narrow, like tunnel focus on a specific goal that I was like missing everything on the peripheral. And I was like, sometimes there was opportunities that I would never have dreamed up for myself, never would have thought I was good at, never would have thought to even apply for, like all these things that ended up being like little gateways to where I got. Like had I been so tunneled focused on just a tangible what I goal I thought I wanted, I probably would have missed out on it. So, so now I, I like focus on how I want to feel because oftentimes like even the goal we think is going to make us feel a certain way, and sometimes we get there at that destination and it doesn't. It doesn't make us happier. It doesn't make us more fulfilled. It, it's like kind of starting at square one. So I, I started to get really intentional about what do you want to feel like as your future vision? Like what's next for that? And I think that helps you dial in your intuition of like this opportunity feels good or this one does not align with how I want to feel in the future. And then starting to curate, I guess, your plans around that. If I have a five-year vision, it's to focus on <laughs> on that feeling of like what I, I want the future to look like for for myself and others 
how do you aspire to inspire? That's also such a good question. <laughs> and I think in that, I want to be able to continue to share as authentically and vulnerably as I can where I, what I'm going through and where I'm headed and, and keeping the faith in that and hopefully encouraging other people in the process. Um, that's where I started and that's where I continue to be and where I hope to continue to go and inspiring others. I think when we realize we're all in this together, it's such a uh, powerful thing because you realize like you're not alone and that there is so much to trust and so much to keep the faith and focus on. Um, so that is how I aspire to inspire. I would like to give you the opportunity right now to share with the audience your social media handles because you do have a business, obviously, and I would love to promote that here. So if anyone out there needs Miss Christy, you can find her. I'll let you take the floor and let everyone know where. Oh, thank you so much. And I do hope to connect with you all. Uh, my Instagram is at Christy Pratt, so C-H-R-I-S-T-I and then P-R-A-T-T-E. Same on Facebook and my website is hustlepretty.co and my Ghost Girl Writing services are at ghostgirlwriting.com. You will find all of the information that Christy just gave you in the bio for this episode as well. So when you're reading all about this beautiful conversation, please scroll to the bottom so that you can find all of her social handles and her website. And I'd love to close the show out on a positive statement. So if you can offer any kind of encouraging message to the audience today, what would that be? Well, I'll give you this. There is this quote that I found back in high school and I have continuously found myself circling back to that hopefully is of service to your audience. And I think it actually aligns very well with the conversation we had today. And the quote is, the beauty of human resistance is that you always eventually bounce back. And I thought that was always like, that's something I've always kept in mind. Well, thank you for being here today. I really enjoyed our conversation. I can't wait to come on your podcast and have a conversation yes. with you. I feel <laughs> like we have a whole vibe. It was like easy yeah. and yes. and really genuine. And I appreciate you taking time to speak with me and to speak with my audience. And to everyone else out there, I will be back next week. Thank you for tuning in. This is Selective Hearing. Thank you so much. It was so great to be here. It was so nice meeting you. I'm